Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you get aboard on... This Tuesday night, as, uh, look, the Eagles are just an unbelievable team that I believe is the best that we've ever seen in Philadelphia, the best Eagles team of all time. Disagree, agree, 215-592-9494. We'll go back to the Eagles calls. I want to get into the Miles Sanders discussion because the better he plays, the more I think we're going too far with the idea he's got to be back here. I I just, I don't agree with that as the Eagles try to build the future of this team and and continue to win. But we have to, it's 9 o'clock. We've got to hit a little hot stove check-in. And obviously, the Phillies haven't done much the last week, and I don't expect them to. I mean, they're pretty much done with this the big lifting this offseason after what they did and all the money they spent, Trey Turner and Taiwan Walker and Matt Strom, Tucker's new favorite guy, in the bullpen. But you know what has changed since the last time we talked? And kind of reality set back in. The Mets and Braves are still really good. The Mets keep adding, and the Braves yesterday got a player I think that we may not realize how good he is. So the Mets got Kodai Senga, the Japanese pitcher, and they added him to their rotation, which already they added Jose Quintana, and they have Justin Verlander, and they have Max Scherzer, and they have Carlos Carrasco, and they have McGill. Like, they they have David Peterson. The Mets aren't going to just fall off. Like, I was hoping maybe they take a step back this year because they're a little bit of an older team. But they added three really – they lost Jacob DeGrom, right? I mean, there's no other way to say it. They lost – Maybe the pitch for pitch, the best pitcher in baseball. But they added three free agent pitchers. One of them just won the Cy Young in the American League. And everyone seems to think Senga is going to be a really good pitcher here in the big leagues. And Quintana pitched like a two-something ERA last year down the stretch for the Cardinals. I don't think the Mets are going to just fall off. They're still good. No, I mean, the Phillies had, what, a 13-14 game space to make up this offseason? They won 87, the other two won 101, and... I think the Phillies adding Trey Turner is more impactful than some of those other moves, but the Mets pretty much swapped out Jacob DeGrom for a first ballot Hall of Famer who just won the Cy Young and two pitchers who, quite frankly, are, are better than anything the Phillies have at the bottom of their rotation. Yeah, I mean, you, I look at the Mets. They have two old pitch, old pitchers at the top with Verlander and Scherzer. So that, you know, those guys might get hurt. You have to manage your innings, but they have options. Senga, Quintana, Carrasco, McGill, Peterson. They've got a lot of depth there. So so the Mets have not really fallen off. Now, they did lose Bassett as well. Bassett went to the uh, Blue Jays after he was here last Friday, and he was Instagramming pictures of them getting mad that people would speculate he was coming. He went to the Blue Jays, so he's off the table. But the other one that happened yesterday, like all Braves moves, just go under the radar, it'll work. So the Braves traded for Sean Murphy, catcher from the Oakland Athletics. He's really good. If you look at Sean Murphy, and he played in a 
you know, at Pitcher's Park in Oakland. And you look at his numbers. You know, he's got better numbers at the time of this trade in his career than JT Real Muto had when he got here as a hitter. And I think everyone thought, like, oh, get Real Muto out of Miami, which is a pitcher's park. Put him here, more of a hitter's park, and he'll he'll be a better hitter. And he's been, right? You look at Real Muto, has hit more for the Phillies than he hit for the for the um, Marlins. He had a 768 OPS as a Marlin. He has an 811 OPS as a Philly. And we know, obviously, Real Muto is a good defensive player. Sean Murphy is a gold glover who has a 755 OPS, better than Real Muto did for the Marlins, for the A's, and that might be the most difficult park to hit in. Tucker, I think the Braves added an all-star catcher. Like They took a guy that's probably going to be an 800 OPS guy with a gold glove at catcher. They just always get better. And he's young, too. Like I think we keep forgetting about this Braves team and, and how good they've been. They're also really young. Like Sean Murphy's only 28 years old. You look at the, the rest of their team and how they have pretty much that entire lineup. Matt Olson's only 28. Ozzy Albies is 25. Austin Riley's 25. Ronald Acuna's 24. Michael Harris is 21. This team won 101 games last year, and all their best players are under the age of 30. Yeah, it's it's and, and they almost got nothing last year out of uh, Ronald Acuna, who was who played awful in the playoff series against the Phillies. I mean, he was bad. And he really didn't do much last year because he was coming— And their best four pitchers are all under 28, too. Yeah, they are— Look, this division is going to be outstanding to watch. I think there's a real chance, just like last year, all three teams go to the playoffs. But it is amazing. The Phillies spent, what, f- close to $400 million this offseason? 300 plus 72 plus, would your boy get 15, Matt Strom, your guy? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's close to 400. It's a lot of baseball cards. It is. It's close to $400 million out of John Middleton's pocket. And yet... I think there's a real chance they'll open the season as the third favorite in the NL East still. I mean, I don't know if they've closed the gap on on these two teams, and it's not through their fault. Like, I don't know how much more the Phillies could do to close the gap realistically. Like, where are they going to go at now? Another reliever? That's not really going to change much in terms of the predictions and the the odds before the season. It just goes to show you how good this division is, that on paper they're probably still going to be third. I just think it's funny that, I mean, the Phillies are – the greatest beneficiary of the expanded playoffs that they implemented yes. a year ago. And we're talking about this team possibly repeating as, you know, NL champs and trying to go and win those final two games and win the World Series that eluded them. At any point in this offseason, we discussed them winning the NL East? We haven't. Like, it, it, it feels so backwards that they feel closer to repeating as, you know, NL winners and going back and winning a World Series then they do winning their own division. It is crazy. Now, do I think they could jump one of these teams, depending on how well they play next year? They could, right? The Mets are older. Maybe they won't take the regular season as seriously, and and they'll be happy with 90 wins and a wild card spot. And that certainly is possible. But it is a major climb. Like Like, these teams keep getting better, too. This is like an arms race in this division. It's going to be so much fun to watch this division next year. So we'll keep an eye on what they continue to do. It wouldn't shock me if the Braves do more. Um, we'll see if Swanson goes back there. And with that owner with the Mets, I never think they're done. Like, they just might carry a $400 million payroll with Steve Cohen. That That's that's what they do up there with that owner. So the hot stove continues to burn uh, across baseball, but certainly within the NL East, a lot of stars between Senga, Scherzer, Sean Murphy, Trey Turner. You know, it's it's been crazy so far in the early part of this offseason. All right, let's uh I want to bring up the Miles Sanders discussion because it needs to be had. Now I, I think some would say the evening show what was the hardest on Miles Sanders over the years? 
most real about Miles Sanders? What would you classify this show's perspective on Miles Sanders before this year? Oh, I thought we were the most realistic about Miles Sanders. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I will say before we have this discussion, and 215-592-9494 to jump in as we talk about the the future of Miles Sanders here in Philadelphia, a soon-to-be free agent. I am very willing and open to say this is the best I've seen Miles Sanders run. He's playing really well. He hasn't fumbled this year. He has stayed healthy. I think he's run tougher this year through the line of scrimmage and through the tackles than I've ever seen him run. A-OK. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up for me on Miles Sanders. I like the way he's played this year. Yet every time someone brings up the idea of his contract and his future and bringing him back, I just shake my head like, Unless he's willing to come back here for ve- for very little money to where it's like it doesn't make sense for him and his agent. I-, I have no interest in re-signing Miles Sanders, and it's not because he's not played well. It's it's specifically because Miles Sanders plays the most replaceable position in the league, and we're heading towards an offseason with the Eagles where they very likely will have major financial commitments to make at quarterback, at decisions at corner, at safety, at linebacker, at defensive tackle. And they may also have to, you know, say goodbye to their center. And now they don't have to sign one. They're going to have Cam Jurgens here. But, like, think about all those positions that they're going to have to either pay or decide to pay. There's no way that I'm allocating. Like, what are the best backs in the NFL making now? I, I'm not even up on it. Uh, McCaffrey makes $16 million right now. Not a chance. I mean, not a chance. So, even if I'm not, I'm not sure what him and his agent will ask for, but considering his career yards per carry is about five, and he's coming off his best year, he's going to ask for ten million dollars a season. I mean, he's he's going to, and my answer for that would be not a chance. There's there's Tucker. There's zero chance. I don't care if he runs for a hundred yards against the Bears and the Cowboys, and he wins a Super Bowl MVP. There is zero chance I would give Miles Sanders a long term contract at double digit millions per year. Yeah, and you look at, there's only really like eight running backs right now playing on high-priced veteran contracts. It's Christian McCaffrey, who got paid $16 million a year, and it's under contract for three more seasons. That That's something that I'm sure Carolina wishes they have back. Alvin Kamara signed for $15 million a year. So is Ezekiel Elliott, who looks just like an absolute shell of himself. Then you have Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, or the other guys. I don't like any of those contracts. I, I really don't, and... When we talk about Jalen Hurts, we talk about how there there's no middle class when it comes to quarterbacks now. You can kind of say the same things about running backs. Like after Aaron Jones, the next highest paid running back is Saquon Barkley, who's still on his rookie deal playing through his fifth-year option. I, I look at what the market is for running backs, and unless he's willing to take a, a, a discount and, and stay here and just kind of make 5 or $6 million around what Gus Edwards or Cordero Patterson make, I just have no interest. Like I think Miles Sanders has been great this year. I know I've been critical of him. He's been fantastic as a runner. Leaves a lot to be desired as a catcher in the past game, but for the most part as a runner, he's been fantastic this season. But I also don't think those numbers are irreplaceable. I don't think if Miles Sanders walked in free agency and you signed two guys who are just run-of-the-mill veterans the way they signed um, Garrett Blunt and, and traded for Jay Ajayi in 2017... I don't know if your running game really loses anything, right? Like, he's not your short yardage back. That's Jalen Hurts. 
Well, he's not that. And you know, I think about I think about how much two two parts of this, right? The offensive line, which is excellent, and Jalen Hurts, who helps make the run game go because the threat of him. It reminds me of the Ravens in 2019. Remember all the, the, that great offensive year they had? They they won 14 games. Lamar won the MVP. Yeah, who they have? Mark Ingram. They had Gus Edwards. You know, they had a whole cavalcade of guys down there. Well, I like Gus Edwards. Well, I do too. But like, was it them or was it the offensive line and Lamar and the offense that made that train go? I'm not paying him to, to continue to two things. Also, you're paying him at peak, right? It's not like you're also paying him at the age of 26. Like you give him a 40 year deal, he's oh. playing through the age of 30. You're paying him at peak. You're paying him in his older 20s. You're paying him off his healthiest year, which we know he hasn't stayed healthy. So, like the odds of him replicating this again, the next Miles Sanders contract will be a bad one. And and look, I wish the best for the guy. He's been a good eagle so far, and, and he will continue to be over the course of the next what seven games, hopefully into a Super Bowl, but. You know where I'm. You know where he should go. He should go to a team with a bunch of cap room that's willing to offer him a lot of money. Like if I'm if I'm advising him, I say go take go take the money. Like go ahead. Like I don't know who it is. Whoever has the most cap room. The Bears have a lot of cap room. Nothing they need him. But whatever. There's probably three or four teams that have a, sitting on a hundred million dollars of cap room this off season. One of them wants to pay you fourteen million dollars a year or thirteen. You go run and take it. Just get your money because you never know when your career is going to end. But. Like if it comes down to Miles Sanders or Chauncey Gardner Johnson, I will take Chauncey Gardner Johnson. If it comes down to Miles Sanders or James Bradbury, I'll take James Bradbury. If it comes down to Miles Sanders or re-signing Javon Hargrave, I'll re-sign Javon Hargrave. There's just it, it doesn't make any sense, and I feel like because of how well he's played and he has played well, there's going to be a drumbeat of fans who say he's a big part of this, and I say you could find another running back that could be just as big a part of it. I'm not saying it has to be the fifth pick in the draft like Todd McShay, but. They can replicate this with somebody else next year, and I don't think they lose that much. Yeah, and I also look at his best games this year. Like he had 17 for 144 and two touchdowns against the Giants. Did they win the game because he had 144 yards? They win the game because the defense absolutely stopped them at every turn, and Jalen Hurts played like an MVP. If you go and look at the the Green Bay game, they ran for 350 yards. He had 143 of them, but did they win because he had 143 rushing yards? Because the offensive line was blowing that Packers defense off the ball and opening up holes that a semi-truck could fit through. He had 27 for 134 against Jacksonville and two touchdowns. Like, he's been better, but I just don't think he's irreplaceable. And in a year where you're going to have some money crunch, I just don't see paying a running back. I don't either. So if you go on uh, Spot Track, they, they have a thing where you, you click it and, and they give you his calculated market value. I'm not sure how they come up with this. Um, uh, so they they said we've selected co- players based on their age, contract status, statistical profile to compare Miles Sanders to. So so they're they are looking at 7.2 average um, per million per year, average annual salary, and they they put him at a contract of three years, 22 million dollars. Which is pretty much the contract Leonard Fournette signed with Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's the one they they gave as his number one comp. Uh, Fournette, Mixon, Gus Edwards, Rashad Penny were the different comps they used. Again, age, contract status, statistical production compared to him. Here's my thing: Were any of the are any of these running backs that we're talking about that are similar? Were, were did they have a quarterback they were playing next to that was getting forty five million dollars per season at the time they signed it? I think the answer would be no, right? Like we're talking about Leonard Fournette, right? He went and played with Brady in Tampa, 
Brady did never never took that kind of money. Joe Mixon, when he signed his deal, Joe Burrow was either just drafted or not even drafted yet, so the quarterback wasn't making any money. Gus Edwards down in Baltimore, they gave him his contract. Lamar still hasn't been paid yet. If they plan to pay Jalen Hurts, which I have to imagine they do, right? You know that's what this offseason is going to be about: giving Jalen Hurts his contract. You don't pay a running back seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars per season when you're paying a quarterback forty-five. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't work. And if you do it, you will regret it or have deficiencies in other areas of your team. I'm trying to think: are there any teams that are paying their quarterback and a running back? I guess the Cowboys, but it, like. That's not usually the kind of team you want to model your spending after, what Jerry Jones does. Now, he drafts good players, but is any other team paying their quarterback and paying a back? No, not really, right? I mean, you look at the guys with high-priced contracts right now. It's Christian McCaffrey in San Francisco, who they're paying Jimmy Garoppolo, but but not much. Alvin Kamara in New Orleans, they're paying Andy Dalton backup quarterback money. Ezekiel Elliott, we, we talked about. Dalvin Cook, I guess they're paying... Kirk Cousins down there, but he has those weird. Remember, he gets fully guaranteed money, right? And, and not you know forty five million dollar cap numbers. Derrick Henry, they aren't paying uh, Ryan Tannehill down there. Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow is on a rookie contract, and Aaron Jones. Would they rather have Aaron Jones at twelve million dollars a year? Or do you think they wish they kind of had extra money to pay Devontae Adams? Yeah, I think that and you can say the same thing about Dallas. You think they'd rather have Ezekiel Elliott, or would they rather have Amari Cooper? Right well, I'll, yeah, well, I'll throw this in. So the Eagles have already paid a wide receiver, right? They're paying $25 million a year for A.J. Brown. They're going to pay their quarterback. That's four, Let's say that's 45. 45 plus 25 is what, 70? So between Hurts and Brown next year, we could be looking at around, on average, $70 million per season. How many teams are paying a wide receiver, a running back, and a quarterback? There is your answer is probably zero. You know, the Vikings haven't paid Jefferson yet. They're going to have to. And guess what? You know who's going to be out of a job when they pay Justin Jefferson? Dalvin Cook. The Packers couldn't do it. Is it that, that, you know, it's time to pay Devontae Adams, and they didn't end up doing that. They have cheap receivers. Yeah, the, the, go to the Titans, right? They, they have a quarterback that's making a little bit, not a ton. A running back's making a ton, and they couldn't pay the wide receiver. There's, just, there's only so many positions you could pay at a super level. And I'd imagine the, the amount of teams in the NFL that are paying their quarterback top dollar, paying a running back top dollar, and paying a quarter uh, a wide receiver top dollar, the answer's got to be none. I mean, it's just you have no money left for offensive line, for defensive line, for defensive backs. I mean, I, I hope everyone who likes Miles Sanders, and, and that's fine, and, and you should have your, your victory lap. Like, if you believe in Miles and thought he could have a year like this, he's having it, right? This is his career year. But, I mean, just trust the evening show on this. Miles Sanders is having his best time as an Eagle. It will end on Super Bowl Sunday. Does it just kind of feel like a waste? Like, he finally figured it out in year four? It does. Like, he was really good as a rookie, and we thought we'd get this guy for four years. And if he had played at this level for four years, without question, I would consider signing him. But the fact that he toiled for two years as a mediocre running back and then finally exploded in a year where he he needed to play in order to get paid in the offseason— just not interested. Yeah, I just feel like we've seen this story before. Uh, was this kind of the DeMarco Murray story uh, in Dallas in 2014? or yeah, 14. 14. Uh, and maybe he's not been quite as great. I, mean, Mur- I think Murray won the Offensive Player of the Year. But it's it's kind of like that, um, where it's it's a big contract drive for a guy that had talent but never truly all put it together, and then he got to free agency. So guess what DeMarco Murray became? A bad contract. Like, in 10 minutes of signing it, it was a bad contract. That's going to be Miles. Good player. Running behind a great offensive line and a quarterback that helps him get open lanes. 
having his best season. He's curtailed the fumbling. He stayed healthy. All those good things. Oh, Miles Sanders is a great finish to this season. He might have, he might have two touchdowns in the Super Bowl and with a Super Bowl MVP for all I know. It, it, it doesn't move me. There's almost nothing he could do that makes me think differently on this. You know what's interesting as we talk about these contracts and running backs? All of the big contracts were signed by guys to the teams they were drafted with. Mm. Right? Like, big running backs don't get money on the free agent market, right? Like McCaffrey, Kamara, Elliott Cook, Henry Chubb, Mixon Jones. Was the last one DeMarco? Might have All been. of them are still with the team they were drafted. Like, I just wonder, is there a world where he does go and test the free agent waters? And basically, he's told to kick rocks. He's told to go home because they don't have $12 million to give a free agent running back. And he ends up here playing for $5.5 million, $6 million. It well that that I wouldn't rule that out, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't kick and scream right if he ends up in that Gus Edwards range of whatever five million dollars per year, I wouldn't cook kick and scream at that. I'd also draft a running back in this particular draft to to eventually replace him. So I'm looking right now at teams with the most cap room in the offseason. trying to find like who's the team that's going to overpay him. I mean the Bears have young running back and a quarterback they could run. Falcons seem like they can make anyone a good running back with um, Arthur Smith. The Giants have to make the decision on Saquon. I mean, I imagine it's either him or they're not going to pay one. Patriots seem to find running backs. Seahawks have a young running back. Maybe you're right. Maybe there isn't that team out there for him. I mean, you go down, uh, you know what? He may not find the team. Who who feels like a Miles Sanders team? In the, uh, the Cardinals do to me. You know the Saints have negative $60 million in space for next season? That seems bad. Seems like they're cooked. Yeah, they have thirty million to Michael Thomas, thirty million to Cam Jordan, twenty-five to Marshawn Lattimore, twenty-two to Ryan Ramchick, twenty to Andrews Pete, sixteen to Alvin Kamara, and fifteen to Jameis Williams. Jameis Winston. What pick do the Eagles have from the Saints in twenty twenty four? The second round pick? Yes. So you're saying that's gonna be like the first pick of the second round? It could be. Yeah, I mean, I just—they're going to have to do a lot of a lot of wizardry on this this guy. Like, they can't cut Marshawn Lattimore; they own forty-three million in dead cap. If they do, isn't there a world like they're not? How are they going to get a quarterback this year? Right, they're kind of stuck. They don't have their they don't have their first round pick. Right, is, is there a world where they're the worst team in the league next year? I think it's very possible. I think right, because even if they do figure their way out of this cap hell, is Andy Dalton still calling plays for you next year? Because if so, that's an issue. Yeah, their coach is Dennis Allen. Yeah, there, there's a world where the Saints end up as the worst team next year. So imagine if the Eagles trade out from what was it, 18? Was that the 18th pick? One of those. It was one of their three first-round picks. 18 to get the fifth pick in one draft, the 33rd pick in the next draft, and what else did they get? The third-round pick that they used in the Brown deal? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. How we could, could have maybe, and we're projecting a lot, but could have swapped 18 in one season for five 33 or whatever, a top 40 pick and a third round pick. It's a remarkable trade. 215 592 9494. This Eagles team is the best Eagles team I've ever seen. Agree or disagree with that statement? The Miles Sanders discussion. He could play great. I'm not interested in giving big running back money in the offseason. And when we get back, we will react to a big and important Sixers win tonight. That's all coming up next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.